0: When the survivors of a mass shooting at a newspaper went back to work, everything was different, even email.
1: What if someone's sending us more death threats or what if somebody sends me a death threat and I don't see it, and then somebody comes and kills all my friends and it's my fault because I didn't read the email.
0: That's this week on the Capital Gazette series from
1: NPR's Embedded.
2: If I go to psychoanalysis, I'm definitely going to find some Mexico City issues.
1: (laughs) Okay, Maestro.
2: Bro, Tío Felix. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see
1: you, man. Camilo Lara, welcome to Alt Latino. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix. Guimbra. Okay, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about, bro. I mean, you're you're a busy man. You're always a busy. You're always a, You're always a busy man. Um, the first thing we want to talk about is is the new record, man. We can hear Mexico through your eyes and ears. I hear bits of the brass horns from Banda mixed in with uh, a different rhythm. I mean, there's, there. it really is a sonic adventure through Mexico, but through your ears. And it's all, it's like a pastiche. It's all put together in different layers and different references. That's why I refer to it as a high watermark because all the musical experiences that you've shared with us so far, you could hear it all in this record, but this one's different. This one's very different to me, to my ears.
2: It has to do with the subject. The, the album is called Distrito Federal, and it's kind of a, a tale of my Distrito Federal, um, and it's a story about how how the city, especially this city, destroy itself and construct itself. That the city that I was born in. Um, doesn't longer exist. I mean, it doesn't even, it's called the same name. Like it's now it's CDMX, uh, which I refuse to call it by that name because for me it's Distrito Federal. At the same time, when I go to LA, that I spend a lot of time, it's happened everywhere. So it's a tale about gentrification, about how, how things change for good and for bad. I think uh, in a way the city is a collage. Um, Imagine that uh, Mexico City used to be a lake and Aztecs decide to build on top of it. Then Spanish come and build on top of the Aztecs. And then Mexicans build on top of the Spanish and the Aztecs. Uh, So the whole city is kind of um, uh, really used to uh, destroy everything from the past and build on top. Uh, so if you walk on the street, it's a, it's a collage of many ideas. The city loves to keep on challenging itself. I grew up listening to Mexican music, and um, but not on my on my house. On my house, I used to, I used to listening to either the Beatles by my parents or um, the Smiths and Bauhaus by my brothers. My two brothers are musicians, um, and one of them, his first band was with Saul from Caifanes, um, and they rehearse on uh, my parents' house. So when I was six or seven, I saw all these amazing artists uh, just uh, hanging out at the kitchen um and and rocking espanol history passed by my kitchen but if i go out to the street i lived in a place called Coyoacan, that it's uh, where diego rivera and frida Kahlo lived and, and it's almost like a small town and you could hear cumbia all the time and mambo and son and mariachi um so I kind of uh, live in those, between those two worlds. And when I start doing music on my own, I really want to sound like De La Soul or A Tribe Quest. But my samplers, my weapon was a sampler, and I, I end up sounding like Perez Prado or uh, Luis Alcaraz because my samples were Mexican. Over the years and after many records, you start seeing a pattern. And I, my biggest passion has been my community, like, uh, the music from Mexico, the music from Latin America. Um, I was a big believer when I was starting uh, on Cumbia, and and I think uh, Cumbia has been part of my life, uh, but especially just uh, music that, um, that our part, Part of my my daily life and p- music that I feel related to. I I think the more local you are, the the more international you can be, um, because if you if you do music that you know, you have more chances to do it better. <laughs> and so I, I always been trying to do to play around the music that I know, um, either if it's uh, mix it with uh, electronic or hip hop or traditional or. Uh, in films or on my own.
0: Ya no
1: Let's yeah, talk about it. the Mexican Institute of Sound or Instituto Sonido de Mexicano. How many people are in this institute and where are your headquarters? And do you guys wear lab coats? What's happening with the Mexican Institute of Sound? <laughs> uh, sadly,
2: it's just me. <laughs> I wish to have a big quorum, but uh, not at all. When I was working on the record label, all my friends go and party all night, and they, every time I had to leave at midnight or something, they told me, oh, you're such a bureaucrat. So when I chose my battle name as musician, I was like, which is the most bureaucratic name I could find? So I found the Mexican Institute of Sound that sounds like a big institution uh, with tons of people working with the suit, and it was just me, sadly. <laughs>
1: You're also a very prolific producer. Talk us, talk to us about some of the artists that you've worked with, and uh, what is your most recent collaboration? I have
2: a very eclectic list of uh, productions on my credits, <laughs> uh, from Band of Horses to Lila Downs. Los Angeles Azules. The most recent, I just did a remix for Run the Jewels. That was very exciting, and the guys are amazing. So I like to keep it fresh, just just to do things that I don't think I I would ever imagine to do. Those are the ones that are really exciting to me.
3: Looking for M's like I lost a friend. Jump out of my bed like uh-huh. red I read You go hold an egg, wait to bring a check uh-huh. When we talk, we come in the car Keep us in your thoughts, hey. early press at the crack of dawn My brother's a brother, he crushin', there's no discussion I used to be musk and I wasn't supposed to be nothing Y'all fuckers corrupted, i up to something disgusting My pockets are for this season, I love the couple I'm afraid of nothing but nothing, I see there's nothing Wool mothers a dope and a 20 click at the poking you disruptions, so push your kids in the oven Fuck a
1: king queen and all of they lost Okay, you got to tell me and everybody listening your print story. I was uh, probably like
2: 19. I was invited to have dinner with other 10 people at at Paisley Park. A journalist from Rolling Stone and I just went. We were super young when we arrived to to Paisley Park. It's probably one of the moments in my life that I, I thought I was in heaven. I wish at that time I had like a smartphone and I can photograph every single thing because I saw the bathroom with the print sign and everything was purple, of course. And when we s- sit to have dinner, they serve some champagne. And when the main course came, they opened these kind of protectors for the food and they opened it and it was uh, Captain Crunch. So we all ate uh, Captain Crunch while we had a sip of uh, champagne. And it was Maite's, the prince's wife at the moment, um, birthday. So after the dinner, he invited us to his rehearsal space and he started playing. And he played for probably four hours, five hours. And it was amazing because he was like, what song do you want to hear? And everyone says like, Okay, you can you play Sweet Child of Mine by Guns and Roses. Yeah, please. And like he started playing that song. Uh, so it was fantastic. Like it was a, a dream dream come true.
1: Musicians like that don't come around very often, man. They're they're sorta of dropped here among us and let us enjoy their work and bask in their creative output. And fortunately, and in his case he was just he left too soon, you know, way too soon.
2: But what a legacy, right? I keep on going back to the records and, and it's so perfect. Such a uh, crazy, different, eclectic discography. In this pandemic, uh, I've been r- visiting those records that really made an impact on me. And I have to say The Clash is one of them. Talking Heads, Bob Marley, of course, they all have in common that they, they were kind of a rebel in their own way, um, they try to incorporate other rhythms, and those were probably the most uh, similar records to me. Like the the ones or Malita Vecindad, uh, they 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 were in love with their own culture, but at the same time, they they love the violent films and so they start doing music like that. Uh, that was kind of punk rock, but very Mexican. Uh, so I guess uh, all those artists. It really made me think I was not a misfit on my own. And there were other misfits outside that could be friends of mine through music.
1: You mentioned Mark Rabot, a guitar player, uh, John Zorn, horn player, saxophone player with very eclectic careers. Like who else is part of your musical palette? Think people that you that inspire you or that have influenced you in your work. Because I would put you in that category as well as like sonic pioneers, sonic adventurers.
2: I love the Beastie Boys and everything that represents. I that's probably the the music that I was listening when I was growing up, and completely changed my point of view on how to do music and how can you apply different rhythms and record digging and I love those guys also for me Perez Prado is one of my top artists I have Perez Prado and Prince in the same bucket not because they are similar because they were genius both and they invented something and it's very as well as James Brown they completely have create their own universe and it's very difficult to replicate that 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 was a flavor and it's going to stay there forever. So I like those artists uh, that have a personality and, and they invented a, a micro universe and you can live on that. And it's almost like Frank Zappa. Once you go there, you can spend the rest of your life just exploring their sounds.
1: There is a through line, I think, if it, depending on your perspective and, and what you're used to. But I think there's an arc There's a through line that connects people like Perez Prado, the Cuban band leader, who was a popular Mambo performer in the 50s and the 60s in Mexico, who you mentioned, uh, Prince. And then like musicians you have mentioned before that have influenced you, Esquivel, the Mexican composer and band leader. There's an arc that connects all of that. It's a reflection of musicians who follow their own path, who are distinct in bringing in all of their influences and then creating a sound that is is unlike anything that came before.
2: You're absolutely right because with Esquivel for example when I was five or six I bought his first record called Burbujas which was a child's show about this kind of characters kind of Teletubish and the music was so crazy with uh, moogs and synthesizers and Crazy instruments, and it was probably my favorite record when I was growing up. Next to The Queen is Dead from the Smiths, but later in life, I discovered that the same guy that did that record did these fantastic uh, orchestra recordings that were super ahead of their time and used uh, different instruments and played with stereo, and do a lot of experimentation. And doesn't matter if it was child's music or music uh to try your stereo sound s- system his music lived through that and it's crazy to think that uh music can be so powerful that it doesn't matter if he was doing music for kids or for old people it was uh, as powerful and unique no?
1: Mm-hmm. His mid-career music was used during the quote-unquote hi-fi era when stereo systems were being introduced to uh, to homes, and they did crazy stuff like put sounds in one speaker and then another speaker and separate them. And like you said, instrumentation, xylophones, uh, orchestras, electronics. His records then eventually became uh, like rediscovered in a way by by people who were just like catching up to his genius.
2: Yes. I had a chance to spend a lot of time with Esquivel on his uh, last days. Really? Yes, he became a good friend. Once I was in a bar uh, and I was telling someone I was doing an article on Esquivel and a guy tapped on my back uh, and said, like, did you say Esquivel? I was, yeah, I'm meeting him tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> and turned out uh, to be a guy, uh, brother Cliff from Combustible Edison, a band from that time. And he took me to meet Esquivel, and we, I started going every weekend. We became great friends. And he was uh, so magical and such a character. He he sleep by day because uh, he spent a lot of time in Vegas doing night shows. That his his sleeping cycle just. Uh, got the other way around so he woke up at six or seven by night and start writing uh, music uh, beautiful character
1: Wow well, i didn't know that wow what a treat man what a treat certainly uh he was certainly uh, a mexican hero in terms of music man what a treat that you got a chance to meet him hey.
4: baila el antídoto, mi palabra mágica, danza emblemática, suda anestesia, baila el antídoto, mi palabra mágica, danza emblemática, suda anestesia,
3: Magia pura pa' tu cuerpo, si estás buscando remedio ¿Qué es lo que trajimos? Anestesia general No puedes parar, déjate llevar Los miedos se salen, tú quedas acá Las piernas temblando de tanto bailar Mítico sonido que te va a curar
4: El antídoto, mi palabra mágica Danza emblemática. Anestesia, baila el antídoto, mi palabra mágica, danza emblemática, suda anestesia, baila el antídoto, mi palabra mágica, danza emblemática, suda anestesia.
1: What is your assessment of the Latin alternative scene now? I don't even know if you can call it an alternative scene anymore because there's hip-hop, there's all these other different things. What is your assessment of the legacy of alternative right now?
2: I think all that big effort of many people in many countries, and the result is that now we have a, a very horizontal future. I think with the change of the way people is consuming music, it helps to not be Anglo centralized and I think uh, the, the future of pop is not necessarily is coming from the usual suspects like uh, London or Los Angeles or New York. Um, the future of pop is coming from Korea or Lagos or Bogota or Cali. I think the the first wave of that uh, was reggaeton, but there's a sort of middle class right behind it that is very interesting, and there are a lot of uh, great, amazing talents that are coming from alternative capitals. Thank you so much, Felix, and such a big fan, and uh, thank you for having me.
3: that in my